Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wellington Access Radio, 783 AM. Kia ora, Wellington. Uh, I'm Laura. I'm your host today. I'm going to be Laura, and I'm and uh, who are you? <laughs> I'm Ben Mumford-Zisk here with you today. Benjamin Mumford-Zisk. Thrilling episode of... Of what? What are we listening to? What are we listening to right B-side now? B-side stories. B-side stories. B-side stories. Stories of the people who make Wellington tick. And uh, we've got a great show today because it's all about bike month. All about bikes. The final day of bike month. But here in Wellington, it's every day is bike month. It is. Every day is bike month. And... <laughs> every day is bike month. Every day is a full, full month. Yeah. Um, every day is bike month. And it is a perfect end cap... Uh, on B-Side Stories because we had a great bike panel earlier in the month uh, where Patrick Morgan and Kelvin Harris and um, some other people came in and chatted to us about what's going on in Wellington, but we've got a special perspective on cycling, which is like women in cycling. Women in cycling, yes. Today we have Sylvie Fransek and Steph Cairns, volunteer mechanics from the Mechanical Tempest Bike Collective, and uh, additionally facilitators of the Wenches with Wrenches offshoot. Is, is offshoot an appropriate name yeah. for what Wenches with Wrenches? It's like a spin-off. A spin-off, A, a yeah. subset? A subset. It's a subset or a spin-off. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd call it the sequel to Mechanical Tempest. Uh, that sounds like it's continuing something. It's just, it's a, it's a component of Mechanical Tempest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what would you... Because sequels tend to kind of suck, oh, as we all know. Suck, that's right. Mechanical Tempest didn't... No one expects them. Yeah. Wenches with Wrenches makes sense. Good plotting, good reason to exist. Not not good your conventional pun. sequel. I've noticed a good pun. Well, it's not really a pun so much as a nice rhyme. Yeah, it's quite funny. Although it's actually not as original as we originally thought, because <laughs> no. I thought it was just really clever, and then I met someone at like a sort of a... Uh, some kind of like Wellington-y bike night. I can't remember what it was. And she was like, oh yeah, in Toronto in like the 90s, we used to run a, a Wenches with Wrenches thing. And I think it might actually still be going. Yeah, so it, we're not the first pers- people to have had the idea you know, it's, or the name. It's a big, wide, wide world out there. So mm. they say there are no original ideas under the sun. But before we launch into that, actually, let's have a brief rundown of yourselves and, and Mechanical Tempest and Wenches with Wrenches itself. Uh, tell, tell us about yourselves. Oh. And then there's the question, who goes first? Ooh, I'll right? go first. Good, because I, I, I pointed at you. Um, yeah, I'm Stephanie. Um, I, I like bikes. That's good. Um, <laughs> She's saying yeah. what I wanted to say. <laughs> I, I like bikes a lot. Bikes have made a big difference to my life over the last few years. I didn't used to ride a bike. I didn't I think I had a bike when I was a kid, but we, like, pulled it out of the dump and then, like, the seat fell apart for rust and then I didn't have a bike. Um, And then in my 20s, or, like, my early 20s, I was like, ah, this is going to save me, like, 25 bucks a week in bus fare and, like, get me to work reliably on time and I won't, like, be in that frustrating traffic situation. Um, So then I started getting into bikes and I kind of, like, graduated from, like, this ridiculous kind of little folding bike um, with, like, 20-inch wheels where I could, like, put my feet on the ground. <laughs> um, it was very slow and very clunky, and then I kind of eventually sort of, like, found myself involved in the Tempest somehow um, and kind of 
realized that I really like fixing bikes. And so, yeah, I've kind of gone from like having this ridiculous kind of single speed thing to like being a super bike person and having this super awesome touring bike. And yeah, I love like traveling by bike as well. Right on. Yeah, bikes. I was thinking actually just now we should probably keep a running tally of the number of times we say the word bike into the mic today. Bike. bike. I'm not going to say it at all then. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Okay. Sylvie, how did you get into two-wheeled chain-driven... Velocipedes? Ve- Velocipedes, yes, of course. <laughs> okay. It's tough, well, isn't it? I think the place to begin is that I lived in Chicago, Illinois, in the United States when I was a kid, and we lived in a, not the safest section of town, the Latin Kings, which was this big gang in Chicago, used to come by and, like, tag my house all the time, and, like, steal things, and smash windows, so I wasn't allowed to bike, because I couldn't leave the gated enclosure of my house. Uh, But we moved to a new town, and I got this cool pink bike called the Mountain Lion, and I taught myself how to bike by, like leaning against a semi that just happened to be outside someone else's house and like (laughs) bashing into it enough times with my helmet on that eventually I was uh I guess I could cope with pain enough that I was able to be a cyclist Mm. I haven't said it yet have I I don't think so no okay I think the biggest thing that got me stoked about cycling though was when I went to uni and I met a cute boy in a bicycle collective I'm not counting that because it had the sickle at the end and he <laughs> liked bikes, and so I... Oh. There so we I, go. The uh, spell is broken. Yep. Okay, that's, fine. Uh, right. that's I'm just say one for can, Sylvie. You can count them now. <laughs> um, he liked bikes, so I decided to hang out with him, which meant I had to like bikes, too. Uh, but I ended up totally falling in love with the community of cycling and fixing them, and I loved how it felt to, like, you know, get bike lube on my hands and get all get all mm. cut up making my bike functional mm. again and then dysfunctional and then intentionally making someone else's bike dysfunctional so they'd have to come in and hang out with me. What? You broke people's bikes? <laughs> that's sabotage. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, sabotage that's for a good unethical. cause, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. It was matchmaking. Two people in my life dated because of that. Because you broke their bike. No, I just oh, like, dismantled <laughs> a couple of little things that they couldn't fix by themselves. Mechanical and then left a note saying, I noticed... <laughs> Yeah, I haven't haven't done it since I was seven, eighteen, nineteen, maybe, maybe twenty. I don't know. Just yesterday, <laughs> with an ice pick. <sighs> Rough. So I guess that's the who's who. That's, that's the amazing. who's who. What a what a what an exceptional intro. What a bizarre and varied way that people get involved in um in bike culture. Yeah, intentionally mm. breaking people's bikes just to force them to learn how to fix them. <laughs> My dad said the same thing, actually, when he ran over my bike with his car. You know, Ben, oh my God. now you can oh. learn how to fix it. No, that, that never happened, by the way, Dad, if you're out there. Um, heartless. Yeah, heartless, heartless mm. indeed. Uh, so tell us about Mechanical Tempest. Um, maybe Did, I should start this one because I, yeah, Mechanical Tempest is like um, one of the collectives which for the last, uh, hmm, not quite sure how long, more than 10 years, 14, 14 years has been um, operating out of the 128 house. Um, So if you live in Wellington, you probably know this as the house on the corner of Abel Smith Street and what's now Caro Drive. Um, And it was basically a house that was like, I think it was abandoned and around the time the bypass went through, it was kind of taken over by a community group. 
And yeah, there have been lots and lots of different uh, collectives and projects that have kind of come out of there over the years. But the Tempest has been one of the kind of the the most like long operating, most enduring. Yeah, yeah. the most enduring groups, and it's it's kind of grown from like. It has the well. Up until recently, we've been in the the whole back part of the house, and it's kind of we kind of grew to take over like an area twice the original size. Um, I knocked on a wall one time. Yeah, because it wasn't enough space. Yeah, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a real wall. It was like a yeah, it wasn't like like a load bearing like a partition wall. Yeah, I mean it had cabinets (laughs) and shelves and things. It definitely was a wall. We had to use sledges Mm. Mm. and gloves and face masks. Maybe not all needed. But did the ceiling collapse? That's really the... Uh, did oh, you, well, did that, that had happened anyway. The house is not in good shape. <laughs> yeah, there are, some, there are some funny things there that have miraculously held together for a long time. Well, there's all those bikes actually shoring up the walls and keeping the ceilings from collapsing themselves. Um, uh, yeah, that's what they're doing, yeah. Right, of course. Um, yeah, so that's kind of been the history of the Mechanical Tempest, and it's if... I guess we should probably explain what it is. It's like a... It's a place where you can go and fix your bike and it, you know, emphatically people do not fix your bike for you when you're there. It's all about empowering people to learn how to fix their own bikes. Um, And so we have all the tools, all like the specialist tools that you'll need to take things apart. Um, And we also have a whole kind of massive store of um, spare parts which have been donated or like sometimes we get old bikes and like strip them down chuck out the stuff that's kind of broken and keep the stuff that's good um, so the idea being that like you can go in there and if XYZ is broken you can find XYZ there <laughs> yeah like a scrapyard yeah like a like a sophisticated kind of scrapyard a sophisticated scrapyard yeah. alright I really want to know about Mechanical Tempest. Do a lot of people wander in and use it? Or is it the same people over and over again? Or what's the experience of Tempest? Yeah, it's a combination. People definitely just walk by when it's open and come inside to check it out. Because oddly enough, it looks inviting, despite a lot of the house kind of (laughs) falling down. And a a kind of offensive tag that says John Key's name next to a hole on a fence. Uh, So some people just come inside and see the bike stuff and ask what it's all about. And a lot of people I've met knew someone else who suggested they come because they had a bike in shambles they wanted to spend some time fixing and they didn't want to shell out a whole lot of money at a bike shop. But I think mostly it's because people actually want to know how to do it themselves. Hmm. Not to take away any of the the clout that the cool bike shops in Wellington have. Yeah, bike shops are cool, but like, Sometimes you're poor, <laughs> yeah, and you need to get time. around. Yeah, and it's actually really cool. Like, I've seen a lot of the people that have come through the Tempest to fix their bikes are like they're really like relying on their bikes as a way of getting around. Um, you know, without having to spend money, it's it's like a service that really helps out a lot of people who don't have a lot of cash, don't have cars, don't don't have heaps of money for the bus. Um, we've even had like a few kind of homeless guys who like, I don't know, they're, they're funny, kind of funny characters, but like you can tell that like the kind of situation is vastly improved by having like this thing with wheels so they can like move around with greater ease. And that's really cool. Um, so not generally sport cyclists, but necessity cyclists or commuters. 
there's the occasional like sports cyclist, but I think yeah, there's like I think a, a super um, super slick racing kind of cyclist with like a five thousand dollar bike is probably not going to come into this like grungy workshop. Um, occasionally, people do because they want to learn stuff for themselves rather than um, relying on paying a mechanic to do it for them. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. good to be able to swim in your bike sometimes just to get a sense of what connects where and Yeah, definitely. It's kind of a thing that you you're empowered if you know at least vaguely how stuff works and if you're kind of riding on this mystery it's kind of like I don't know, it's a little scary kind of thinking that like something could go wrong and you don't know if it's serious or not, like you don't know if your bike's about to collapse and if you have like a at least a rough handle on the the basic mechanics of stuff then yeah i like that phrase riding on a mystery mm, the latest yeah. <laughs> kind of motto we've had has been demystifying bike maintenance demystifying bike maintenance yeah, yeah. i think that all nice. kind of fits in nice yeah well that's actually that's a good moment to maybe start talking about uh wenches with wrenches and the difference between the two uh mechanical tempest versus wenches with wrenches and maybe a good way to start talking about that actually is uh, demystifying the bicycle and mm. different populations that you're trying to help demystify their bicycle. I think yeah. a, a point to begin with about what Wenches is all about is that it's meant to be open to anybody who is seeking a safe space to do bike maintenance. Um, anyone, I think, who's been taught to like fix things as a kid you know who had like family that had a, a basement shop they spent time in tend to feel quite confident coming into mechanical tempest and picking up some tools and making some mistakes so wenches is aimed at the kind of female female identifying but also lgbtqia community in wellington which maybe doesn't feel as kind of open doesn't feel kind of to... like absolutely at ease kind of wandering into a workshop which is Normally, like on an average night, it's normally mostly guys, um, and which is not to say that like my hairs don't go like we try and it's like in our co-papa that we we want to make this space accessible for everyone. But the fact of the matter is that like um, if you have never been in a workshop very much and you're a girl and you walk into this workshop and it's like full of guys who all seem to know what they're doing. It can be intimidating. It's intimidating yeah. and you feel like a fool when you get something wrong. Right. Even though, as Sylvia and I were talking about before, like a lot of those guys in there actually don't know uh, very much at all. And <laughs> But they uh, act so confident. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're just kind of at home in that environment and I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's kind of... Sylvia was saying like the challenge with guys sometimes is to make them less confident (laughs) and the challenge with girls is to make them more confident because yeah it's really fixing a bike is not really all that hard Hmm. yeah Yeah. so a lot of motivation is to take what seems like kind of a a boys club and a bit of a uh, exclusive like bike scene but make it inclusive of the people that don't feel involved which we do by making this kind of exclusive bike scene yeah. <laughs> if you followed that <laughs> yeah because it's sort of at times it can feel like every night is boys night um, yeah uh, so we got to have a, a girls night to sort of just make a space for that and it, it kind of it 
when we have these workshop nights, it creates this really amazing kind of feeling um, of everyone there just kind of supporting each other. And we just have this like great kind of vibe of, man, we're really awesome. We can fix bikes. We kick ass. We're good. Like, it's kind of a very confidence-boosting thing, like, especially for, like, sort of quite novice kind of people to come in and realise that there are other people who are women who are working on bikes who are competent and that they can sort of see that they're like, that's not, that's not an unachievable thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is this primarily about the bikes themselves, getting the bikes working, or is this also somewhat about teaching women the that they that they can do work like this that they that the work itself is in some ways the reward i think Mm. i might take this one because i feel like winches is this constantly changing thing that's not about steph and i but it just continues to exist and as people in the collective kind of come and go new people take it on and change it and so lately my mission has been to make it about building a community out of cycling that's that's focused on women's access to cycling and bike knowledge and feeling confident using tools and like you know doing simple fixes so mm. it's not about the bike so much as it is just the bonding about doing a skill that is often kind of seen as masculine but boosting up women and making them feel empowered and confident to do that yeah and you you kind of find that the conversations that happen in that space are quite interesting as well. Like, I know I've had like a, lot of, a lot of conversations where we're sort of like, you know, we might just like start venting about like the guys in trades vans who like yell shit at you on the road or like the, you know, people might talk about how they feel really scared and awkward when like they're, when they're going up a big hill and there's like all this traffic behind them and it's narrow and, you know, that sort of, like, Wellington situation where, like, you're, like, sweating up this hill. You're like, I can't go any faster, but there's all this traffic, and it's getting angry, and it's really scary. And that's, you know, one of the main experiences that, like, puts women off cycling. I mean, like, everyone, but I think women to a greater degree because we don't want to feel like we're getting in the way. Um, we're terrified of pissing people off. Um, so we've I've found, like, there have been a lot of times we've had like those kind of conversations and it's a great space for like sharing kind of just kind of sharing that, but also like sharing advice about how to deal with it. Um, I think that's exactly it though. When it's just one of like the five nights week, that's it's only mechanical tempest and it has that kind of blokey feel. People don't talk about as much. You just focus mm. on fixing the bike and getting people out. And like, that is the mission on those nights is to get people to leave with a functional safe yeah. bike. But yeah, Wenches is all about having those discussions with people. Yeah, yeah. And actually connecting with something that's not just about, like, holding a tool and, and twisting a nut. Yeah, yeah. And I'd hope, like, on a deeper level as well that, like, people don't just learn bike skills, but they learn that, you know, it's possible to, like, learn a new skill in in an environment that you didn't think was one that was open to you, you know, and... Who knows? Maybe people like go on to like carpentry and that kind of thing as well, because it's it's all possible, you know. Yeah. It seems like uh, that would be a valuable experience to begin with. Just having a moment to discuss with other people uh, who are like you of your shared experience and discover that your seemingly unique experience of you know being that person who's 
Mm. Stopping traffic for a quarter mile behind you as you're going up Mount Vic. Uh, you know, other people go through that too. And, yeah. You know, some yeah. of it's useful just to discuss how did you deal with it, but also it's got to be reassuring in some ways just to hear that you're not alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, very cool. For sure. Very cool. Well, do we want to play some some music? Take a quick break and. I think uh, I think we should play a song and then we'll come back. I've got some dumb questions that I prepared. No question is dumb. I've got some dumb ones. That's what we teach people. (laughs) (laughs) I've got some questions that aren't dumb, but they might seem silly. Um, So do stay tuned, stick around, and hear the answers for those. Absolutely. And I guess uh, just. Based on based on the conversation so far, based on the direction that we're going in, it seems appropriate to actually play not just a little bit of Slater Kenny, but Sympathy by Slater Kenny. 